Hey guys, good good morning. Welcome. Thank you for being part of Mariner's Church. It's good to see you. Um, after a couple of weeks, it's uh, great to be back up here. Again, I'm Paul. I am one of the pastors here, and um, it's just good to be here again. So I've I got this love-hate thing going on with Siri. You know, Siri is my personal assistant on this thing called an iPhone, and and you can ask it all all kinds of stuff. Like 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 I'm going to try it now. Um, let's see. Hey Siri. What is my name? You're Paul, but you asked me to call you Exalted One. Yeah, see, she's got there. She calls me Oh Exalted One, you know, based on my uh, my own my own preference. But but the other week, I um, um, Siri and I we have this thing kind of going back and forth on this. When I rented a truck, and I had to move a bunch of stuff, and I was in an unfamiliar area down in Southern California, you know. And, and so I asked Siri, hey, Siri, where is the nearest gas station? And actually, Siri can do that, you know, you know if, if, you, if you do that, where's the nearest gas station? And she said, turn left on Telegraph Road. But I was in a right turn only lane, so it didn't help. So I, I had to turn right there. And, and, and so um, it's in Southern California, so there's gas stations everywhere. And I said, okay, Siri, now where's the nearest gas station? And, and, and she said, turn right on Firestone Avenue, and I'm now in the left turn only lane. And so I had to make a left turn, and I said, okay, Siri, um, now where is the nearest station? And um, what she said is she told me how to get to a gas refinery plant. And so I told Siri where Siri could go on, on this, in this regard. God promises to give us guidance in life. He really, really does. In fact, a super familiar verse that, that, that you have probably read a hundred times says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know this one? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Um, we're in a series, as we talked about, called God's Amazing Promises, and God has promises for us, and these are promises to guide us and to help us. And that's what I want to talk about is how do we really understand God's will? If God has a will for us, how do we really begin to understand that? Let me take a second and pray, okay. So Lord, thank you now for this time, and thank you for your word, and thank you for the way that you lead us, and you do help us, and I just pray these moments would not just open our hearts um, and our minds, but they just open up our souls to you and what you want for us, and I thank you in Jesus' name, amen. So I'm on Telegraph Road, and, and I need gas. And you can say, okay, God, show me what path to take. I mean, show me. I mean, it's right there in that verse. You know, he will direct your path. Show me. Does God do that? I mean, does God show you those kinds of paths to take like that? Another verse says this. The Lord says, I will teach you the way you should go. I will instruct you and advise you. Okay. You know, you might need to choose a major for school. Which one? You might need to choose a doctor, you know, as you go down this list of all these guys and gals. You know, which one, which one do, I, do I choose? I'm thinking about changing jobs. God, show me. I'm thinking about what minivan to buy. You know, which one, which one do you show me? And, and what happens is, I mean, you and I have one life. I mean, I have one life. I want to kind of live this one the way I want God would want me to live that life. So how do I do it? How do I find those particular things? I don't want to mess it up, so I need God to show me. And, and I would like to look at just two simple things um, this morning. One is how God guides us, how God guides me, number one. And number two, um, my response when he does. 
because that is going to be as important as his guidance to me is what is my response when he does? Okay, let's uh, first of all look at how God does it. How does he lead? <clears throat> and I know there's one way that God doesn't lead, does not lead. Some people are into God, if you want me to do this, show me a sign. Give me a sign. Have you ever done that? Any of you ever done that, God? Give me a sign that you want me to do this. Um, in, in college, my buddies and I would get together. God, if you want me to ask that girl out, then give me a sign. You know, give me a sign. May the next car that drive by be a brown pickup, you know. If that's a sign, God, then I, then I will ask her out. And the next car that would drive by would be a black pickup. And it's like, oh, great, now what do I do? Black, brown, you know, what am I supposed to do? And we try and choose these arbitrary signs on God. Can you show me your will on, on this one? In the Bible book of Judges, in chapter 6, there's a guy named Gideon, and he tests God like that. God gives him very clear instructions on what to do, and Gideon says, well, I'm not sure I heard you right, God, on this. And so um, he says, uh, uh, I'm going to test God by putting a towel out, and if the ground around the towel is wet but the towel is dry, I'll know God wants me to do it, and it sure is. And then the next day he says, I'm not sure I really can trust that sign, so if the towel is wet and the ground is dry, then I'll know God wants me to do that. That's not a good thing, by the way, to, to let you know. Why God didn't blast him off the face of the earth, I don't know, for testing him that way. The Bible does not recommend that. Please don't do the sign from God because it doesn't, it doesn't work. Now, how do I get guidance from God? Because I don't want to mess this up, and I don't want you to mess this up as well. And because we want to say and be able to say, in my life right now, I'm in God's will, and in my life right now, I'm gaining or I'm getting God's promises. And let me warn you, it's not going to be a step-by-step ABCD thing. God is in a relationship with us. And God longs to have a closer, deeper, wonderful relationship with us. And it's different than just emails from God or step-by-step, point-by-point, turn-by-turn directions. And if that's what you're looking for, you'll be disappointed because that's not the way any relationship works. God is in relationship with us, and, and here's how it works. First of all, he will guide you through the changes he makes in your life through the Bible. Okay, God will instruct us in principles through the Bible. So what does the Bible say about God's will for my life? You know, and, and, and some people say, well, since God's will is in God's word, it must have a word there for me, and they opened it up, and boy, whatever verse it is, you know, you, you, you turn it, that's going to be God's will for me. I don't know if you've ever done that as well. Not, not a, the wisest thing to do. Um, God does not instruct that way. It's not some weird fortune cookie guidance type thing. Okay, here's a verse. God's will is, okay, that sounds promising. Here it comes. God's will is for you to be holy. So stay away from all sexual sin. And there it is. There's God's will for you. God's will and guidance is for you to never sleep with your boyfriend or girlfriend. There it is. Right there. Is it for God's will for us to sleep together tonight? Obviously, God's will would say no. God's will is never to have you move in with your fiancé. God's will will never go against his written word. And so we need to know what he thinks about a decision we're making. 
to really know what he said about it and what he thinks about it. The Bible would say, give thanks in all things, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Okay, you understand that? What's God's will for your life right now? It's to give thanks for all things. Give thanks for all things, meaning COVID or your car not working right or your water heater going out. You give thanks in all things because that involves God now into your whole life. That's God's will for you. Well, what do I do about this person? Forgiveness. God's will is always for you to do what with a person that you're mad at? Is to do what? Always to forgive. God's will about conflict is what? Deal with it as an adult and go to that person and work it out. How about ambition? It's, it's already been written about selfish ambition. So the Bible says, your word's a lamp to my feet and it's a light to my path. And when you read the Bible, there's a change that happens within you. He gives you his will about this. Now, now um, Yvette and Kurt talked about, you know, Kurt's shirt and, you know, was it God's will? And how do you know if it's God's will for you to wear that shirt or not? Um, and we kind of laugh about that. And um, um, does God have a will for what he wants you to wear today? The answer is what? The answer is Yes. God has a will for you on what you're supposed to wear today. And you say, well, God, I'm going to open up the Bible, and then I'm going to open up my closet. You just kind of direct me, you know, to what I'm going to wear. Does it, does it do it like that? I mean, is that the way it works? Yes and no, okay? No, not specifically, but yes, because it talks about all kinds of things in what we're supposed to wear. It talks about pride, and it talks about modesty, and it talks about showing off, and it talks about envy. You see how it's beginning to change you on the inside, which will affect what shirt you wear? And it makes you figure out, who am I trying to impress? Isn't that even right that I need to impress that person? And all of a sudden, God is doing a thousand things in your heart and in your life, and he's changing you, and you're standing there looking in your closet for something to wear, and there's a change in me. And this is how God, quote, promises to direct us. The change in me about buying a car. Does God want me to buy this car or that car or this car or that truck? What does he want? And scripture really reveals the heart and mind of a follower of Jesus. And this is how we are guided in that regard. And we now see our lives as we open our hearts up to God. We're following him and his purpose, and all kinds of principles come out. Ego. You know, am I thinking about what people will think about seeing me in this car? Generosity, am I giving responsible to others and what God is doing? You know, need others' stewardship. You know, you think about all those things when you're getting ready to purchase a car. And all of a sudden you're saying, well, if I do that, I'll end up with something horrible like um, a minivan or something. And my response is, welcome to my world. No, I'm just kidding. God has a will for you, but the will is by changing you on the inside. Second way God helps me is people. Um, here's a good verse. It says, walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And this one just makes sense. You need people around you to help give you guidance. And wise means people who know God, who know God's word and his ways and have strength and faith. And so you want to do either A or B. What do you do? Well, if, if the Bible seems to be vague on there's no real admonition against it and you need kind of help figuring it all out 
and you're a person seeking God, you go to somebody else who's seeking God. And somebody who's seeking God who can ask me the question, Paul, where's your heart at in this? Where's your brain at here? You know, is this stroking your ego? You know, will this put you into temptation? Is this the loving thing to do? People that are asking you the real questions, the hard questions. And this is why we have a life group, so people can kind of help give you guidance on this. And I encourage an accountability partner, somebody who's willing to ask you the questions that kind of move deep into your heart and into your soul. Next is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's person and presence inside you, and, and there's a promise that he will lead us into all truth, and that's, a script purpose. that's the truth of Scripture and truth of stuff that we believe. And, and I don't know, sometimes there's a feeling of doing this that this is just the right thing to do or this is just the wrong thing to do. You know, by doing this, my conscience is just not completely clear. I can't do this with fullness of heart or fullness of faith. That's the Holy Spirit at work, guarding and guiding and moving. Um, college, a pastor came up to me and, and said that there's a conference about growing in your faith, and I, and I didn't really want to go. I lived in Southern California at the time, and the conference was in San Jose, and he said, well, why don't you then go home and pray about it? Just go home and pray about this conference, about helping your faith grow and become strong in your faith. And I'm thinking, oh, crud. You know, I said, forget it. You know, forget it. I'm not going to go home and pray about it. I might as well just say yes now, because if I pray about it, I'll know what's the right thing to do. So just go ahead and sign me up, you know? Because there was, everything was a green light for me to go. And this is the way God can help direct and guide. It was like the movement of God in my life. And so that's how God does it. I mean, through his word, through wise people, and through the movement of the Holy Spirit. Now, the second thing, um, the second question is, what do I do when I receive an understanding of what God's will is for my life? Um, how do I respond when he does? Because that's as important as honestly beginning to understand what his will is. Honestly, if we're not, if we're not guidable, nothing works, you know? If I'm not guidable, what does it really matter? I was once in Idaho, um, and, and the place I was staying had horses. And, and a friend of mine, I, he owned the ranch. We're going to go on a horse, horse ride. We're going to ride the horses up up in the mountains. And he asked me if I've ever had experience in, in, in riding horses. And I said, well, you know, in front of the drugstore, I put in my 50 cents, and I'd be able to go around and around and around. And I, I hadn't had much. And, and actually, um, um, he said, these horses are not like old trail horses at carnivals. These are the real deal, just to let you know. You know, these are the real ones, you know, real and, and And if you're a horse person, you know what I'm talking about, okay? There's a difference between... A real horse and just a trail horse that's done nothing but ride trail, same trail all its life. And so we start out, and we're, you know, we're riding and, 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 and on these horses, beautiful horses, beautiful country too. And we came to a creek, and you know, I dismounted, and, and, and my horse wants to drink and puts his head down and, and drinks. And I'm letting him drink and drink and drink because he's thirsty. I mean, he's been lugging me around, so I'm going to let the horse drink all, all he wants. And, and my friend said, okay, get him up, get him moving. And I said, no, he's still drinking. 
And my friend said, no, he's not. And I said, no, look, his face is like, like in the water. And I said, I can see him. And, and he says, he wants you to think he's drinking so he doesn't have to keep going. And sure enough, the horse has got his mouth in the water, but he's looking at me. You know, he's just looking over at me, you know, looking at me the whole time. There's no water going down his throat. And so, so I, I, I get him up, and, and, and we get to a stand of aspen trees, beautiful area. And the horse veers off trail and finds two aspen trees that are wide enough for him to go through, but not for me, okay? And so my legs are about torn off as we're going through this forest. And, and, and the horse was not guidable, understand? It, it had a will of its own. And here's where we come down to God's desire to guide us and his promise to guide us. If I'm not guidable, it doesn't matter what he gives me. And so the question is, am I, am I guidable? Am I doing even the small things that he asked me to do, like forgive and love and grow in my faith and serve my community? Because if I'm not willing to do the small things, sometimes we ask God, show me the big plan you have for your life, and God says, let me just see if you can be faithful in small things, the small things. Because once you're faithful in small things, I'll begin to open up to you the big, the big things. Here's a, great, here's a great verse. Offer yourselves as a living sacrifice to God, dedicated to his service and pleasing to him. That's surrendering myself. Okay? That's surrendering myself. It says, do not conform to the standards of this world, but let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of mind. That's God's work in me. God's now working in my life. I don't want to be a show-off, an ego-driven, narcissistic jerk. And then it says this, then you'll be able to know the will of God. There it is. I make myself guidable. I make myself open. I make myself surrendered to God, to open to God, obedient in the small things to God. And it says, then I'll be able to know the will of God, what is good and pleasing to him and is perfect. In fact, another version would say, then you will become the will of God. The will of God is just simply at work, working in you and your life. You come to God and you say, oh God, I'm here, and I will do whatever you say, and I present myself fully surrendered to you. Back to that Proverbs verse, if we could, Proverbs 3. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. See that is? First I trust. First I trust in God. I'm not going to depend on my own understanding, my own human wisdom, Seek his will in all you do, and then he will show you what path to take. See my part, and you see his part? <clears throat> Buddy Owens of Saddleback Church gave a great message, and he uses this verse. He says this, I will lead the blind by ways they have not known. <clears throat> Along unfamiliar paths, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. And Owens says he thinks that the the blind thing reveals God's hearts toward people, and it's really true, it does. And he says this, you could be blinded by tears. You could be blinded by pain. Blinded by confusions, he says. And when you can't see where you're going, God will lead you. You could be blinded by all these things. And really, when you can't see where you're going, that's when God's going to take over for you. 
And that's the love that God has for you. And, and you know, you, you might say, well, well you know, what if, what if I get off track, you know? What am I off track? What if I knew God wanted me to do something here and I, and I, took, I took a detour and I went around it? What if I made a mistake? I mean, I've messed up pretty well. How angry do you think God is? There's no limit to God's love for you. There's no limit. There's no, well, she's a lost cause. Well, he screwed up too badly. It's for you and it's for now and it's for me and it's for now. And honestly, you might be at a point in your life where you're saying, God, I don't know what's next for me. I don't know what your will is for the next steps of my life. It might be a college major. It might be a career change. It might be a relationship. It might be whatever is the future. And I want you to pray about this. And I want you to actually, um, first of all, pray not that God would give you guidance, but you would be guidable. You would be guidable. Because that's a surrender part, and that's the part that you can do. And as you surrender, God reveals. So let's pray together, can we? Bow with me. First of all, God, I, th I thank you that you are loving and patient with us. That, Lord, so many times you have showed us the right thing to do, and we just don't think in our human power we can do it but that's when you give us your Holy Spirit's power to help us forgive and to love and to kill our egos and to wipe out the pride so thank you Lord in advance for, for that which you can do and give us the courage to obey that which is so clear to us and Father make us people that can live in your will surrendered to you, doing whatever you would want us to do. And sometimes we're so blinded by depression or pain or hurt or disappointment. Father, help us. Help us to really feel and experience the love you have for us that even in the brokenness that we face, we can be used by you. We can use by you to help others to love others and that you're doing a change. Your will for us is godliness, holiness and righteousness and so help us in that, Lord. And the plans you have for us, Father, are good. The plans not to harm us but to prosper us, to make us godly, to give us a hope and to give us future and so let us do that. We look forward to that. We thank you so much. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you guys for coming. Thank you for being part of today. Um, we're going to finish with a song. And um, if you have questions or thoughts or need prayer, we hang out here after the service. And so talk to us. God bless you guys. Let's uh, Let's do a final song. Let's do this one. Okay. God bless. Let's stand together. Make a little noise.
peace. 